Welcome to the Take Uncommon Action Podcast, where we dive into topics about fitness, success, mindset mastery, and work to become outliers in a world of mediocrity. Our guests are uncommon individuals who are making massive impacts. My name is Brady Oki, and I'm the founder of Tua, Take Uncommon Action, an elite online coaching brand and fitness community. Our mission is to help you be uncommon and to spread value like wildfire. I hope you enjoy this podcast and that it inspires you to take uncommon action in your life. Welcome back to another episode of the Tua Cast. This one is a solo mission. It's just me. I don't have a guest this go around. We have had some amazing guests over the last few weeks, though. We had Jack. He was awesome. We had Luke. He was awesome. We had Matt. We had Nick. Both awesome. And I think at this point, we probably posted the episode with Madeline, my wife, and she's pretty awesome too. But this one is just me, just myself and my thoughts. I have come up with the three biggest things, tips that will make you an unstoppable force for good. And these are insights that I've come across this year alone, really. We're about halfway through, as, as, as far as July goes, we're halfway through 2023. I know by the time this episode goes up, it'll be maybe a little later, but we're essentially halfway through the year. And these are the insights that I have come up with um, that have kind of you know been poking at me in my head this far. I, I tend to think about this stuff a lot. I tend to think of what are the lessons that I'm currently learning, being taught, that are really just nagging at me. And that's when I come to you know the conclusion, I need to make a podcast. I need to get it out there. I need to help others. I need to get this vision and these words um, somewhere where people can hear it. And this is, this is one of those situations where I just had to pick up the mic and, and get talking. Um, I've had a really crazy last six months. I mean, the first six months of this year have been insane. I've been around some really big names. You know, I, I got involved in the BPN crowd. I met all the crazy leaders in the BPN world. Obviously, Nick being one of them, um, a guy that I look up to a lot that has built something really insane. I've been involved with other, you know, successful people in other different aspects of the business side of things, the fitness side of things, whatever, mentorships here and there. And it's been a crazy six months. And so the lessons I've learned are kind of a collection of, you know, those things, like I said, that have been standing out to me. And and when it comes to making a change in this world and be an unstoppable force for good. I know that there are a lot of ambitious men and women that want to make that impact. And we're going to talk about three important steps, important things you got to do in order to make that happen. I know that this year for me has been probably the most aligned I have ever felt. Now, I know that word aligned, I think it's kind of a, <laughs> maybe a little bit of a, of a pop word or a trendy word these days, but I kind of vibe with it. You know, I, I don't think there's a better word that describes how I'm feeling in life right now. And what I mean when I say I feel aligned, I feel like all of the main core things that I care about the most and that I'm trying very hard to become, they're in alignment. You know, my family life, my fitness endeavors, my financial goals, my growth of Tua and the company, all of things right now are just going very well and I feel aligned. I feel like I'm doing exactly what I intended and wanted to do all along. Now, when we're living out of alignment, that's when we start to, I think, experience maybe bouts of depression, um, bouts of unsurety of the future. I think we lack hope. And I think, you know, one of the three main things we need in life, you know, a couple of them being like, we need someone to love and we need a meaningful mission. But the third one is we need hope. And when you are out of alignment, you tend to not have much hope. You're kind of like unsure of what's happening and what's going to happen. And 
yeah, it, it sends you in a spiral. So right now I'm blessed because I feel very much in alignment. And because I feel in alignment, I feel like these three things we're going to talk about today. I don't know. I just, I, I feel very connected to them and I'm excited to share them with you guys. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> life's good right now, guys. You know, just a little update. I know I've had all these guests. I haven't had a solo uh, session on the podcast for a while. Life is good right now. And not to say that I haven't been going through hard times. I'm going to briefly cover this in just 20 seconds or so, but I've had some extremely difficult times in the last year of my life probably I mean, dare I say the hardest things I've ever experienced in my entire life but I've been able to get through it um, and and it's you know I, I am an advocate for people getting help when they need help so please get help if you need help but if you are going through it just know that you can still get stuff done you can still stay in alignment with your morals your values and who you're trying to become you just got to put one foot in front of the other. It's going to be very uncomfortable. It's going to be very hard, but please do that because when you get to the other side, which you will, things will get better. You will be very glad that you did, that you stuck to it. So I, I've gone through a really hard time this past year, um, despite a lot of areas of my life being very great and I'm a very grateful person, but we got through it. We're in alignment now, and this is this is what we're doing. We're back to making an impact and trying to make this world a better place and be an unstoppable force for good. So with that being said, I think we should dive down straight into this bad boy. Now, the number one insight of these three items of how to become an unstoppable force for good that I want to talk about is to understand the disparity between good and great. I have been called out by the universe on this one. I have been doing really good. And in placement of great, I have been doing good. Now, good isn't bad, right? <laughs> you don't want to be on the bad side of things. But being good kind of just means you're average. Most people are doing good at things. Most people are good at things. If you want to stand out and have an insane amount of influence and, and impact on the world, then you have to be great. And the cool thing about being great is that not a lot of people are great. And why? It's because they settle for good. And I've been one of those people. Uh, I, I can I can identify many areas in my life right now where I have maybe kind of subconsciously settled for good. If we talk about just really practical things, I would talk about my nutrition. You know, I thought um, I'm chasing down a pro card right now. I really want to go pro in the IFBB league uh, in men's physique. That is my biggest goal. And I thought, well, I'm training really hard. You know, the training's not the issue. I train hard. I, I train smart. I'm very consistent. I cannot think of the last time that I've missed more than, you know, four gym sessions uh, in a week, and th those were due to being literally on my, like, I don't know, the flu, or like hospitalized. Uh, even when I was hospitalized, I had a stroke, and I lost vision in my, uh, permanently in my left eye. Um, not complete, <laughs> like a quarter of it, if you're new here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think I missed, I don't know, maybe two days max from that. I don't skip the gym. And so when I look at the big picture, I'm like, dang, I'm pretty solid on the gym. I don't need to do anything else. And uh, that's an oversimplification, but I, I think what has happened is I thought I, because I was training hard, I was doing a great job. And when I looked at my nutrition, I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm hitting my protein. You know, I'm not, I'm not like binging. I'm not like going out to restaurants and just like shoving 8,000 calories down my throat and eating, yeah, I don't know, who, who knows what, all the desserts in the world, all the donuts, whatever. I'm not doing that. So I must be doing a pretty good job. But I realized my nutrition has been totally average because yes, I've been hitting my protein. Yes, I've not been overeating or severely undereating most of the time. I've, I've done a really good job 
And there's that word again, good. I've done a very good job, but I have not done a great job. And so I put this to the test. And especially the last two, three months, I've been tracking my macros uh, in a bulk hardcore. Now, one thing about me is if I'm on a prep, like I'm going to hit my macros perfectly. Like that's just who I am. I've never cheated on a diet or a prep or anything. I never will. And um, I'm really hardcore when it comes to that. But when it comes to the off season, it's suddenly like I've kind of always viewed it as a time where you can be a little bit more flexible. And although that is partially true, I have gotten to the point where I let that flexibility um, turn my nutrition from great to good. Good is, is good if you want good results, but good is not good if you want great results. And so I've had to buckle down. Uh, I've been really hardcore the last two, three months. My macros, I've been like pretty darn consistent. Um, and what's crazy, guys, is the results have been way better than usual. I have grown more in the last couple months than I think I ever have before. And doing all a lot of the same things, but the only difference was my nutrition. Instead of hitting my protein mostly, I just was. I was hitting my protein every single day without question. I just was. Instead of, you know, my carbs and fats being kind of, you know, disarrayed, mix and match here and there, as long as I'm hitting my calories, I'm good. Nah, screw that. I was hitting my fats. I was hitting my carbs. My fats were low to moderate. My carbs were very high. I was hitting them. There wasn't a question if if I was doing a good job or not. I just was. I was doing it perfectly. And that difference, that disparity, guys, that's the correct word to use right now, the disparity between good and great it is wide it is wide you kind of got i know you can't see me right now you got bad and then you got good bad and good are pretty close together you know but then great is so far away and the thing about great though is that anyone can do it anyone can hit their macros it's just people don't want to because they're okay with being good so Nutrition-wise, uh, that was a big lesson for me, and that's, I think, the main reason why this kind of came to my mind is like, I just, it just finally hit me. I was like, wow, you know, this nutrition thing, people weren't kidding. When, whenever they're talking about, you hear like these pro bodybuilders are like, nutrition is, is king, blah, 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 nutrition is the most important thing. You know, obviously, <laughs> I, I tend to dis- disagree with that. I was like, well, training, you know, obviously, and the who knows amounts of PDs you use, that's probably pretty important too. But I get what they're saying now because it's like, Without the nutrition side of things, they're just going to be good and get those good results. But in order to be great, you know, you got to do great things. Uh, and, and that's been a very big learning point for me. Not just nutrition, though. There's been a few other keys. I think my morning routine is one of them. I pretty much always wake up 5.30, I would say 6 at the latest. Weekday, weekend, doesn't really matter. I get up really early. That's just who I am. I go to sleep early. I wake up early. I can't really even stand the idea of sleeping in. I feel like I'm wasting the day. And to be honest, that that gives me so much anxiety. I cannot be someone that's wasting my day away because life is short, guys. Life is way short. So I have to get up early. And I can't even sleep in if I wanted to at this point. You know, this morning, I did not set an alarm. It is a Saturday, guys. I was up and ready 6 (laughs) a.m. That's just how it goes. But what I have noticed is I, again, kind of slipped in the pattern of just being good. I figured, hey, I'm waking up early. That's awesome. But it's like, what am I actually doing with that time? You know, typically, so essentially I have Chinese class most mornings at uh, seven. So if I get up at 530, I might just lay in bed for a little bit, you know, snuggle with the dogs, you know, Daisy, she's, she loves to snuggle. Our new puppy, Rooney, he's learning to love to snuggle. It's awesome. Being a, a, uh, a dog dad <laughs> is one of the greatest joys of my life. 
and we all just snuggle as a family, us, the dogs, uh, me and Maddie, of course. And it's awesome. But sometimes, you know, what could be like a minute or two turns into maybe like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm just laying there kind of wasting time, to be honest. Then I slowly get ready for the day. You know, I shove down breakfast and then I'm at Chinese class. And it's like, was that really the best use of an hour and 30 minutes? You know, um, sure, I got up early. Sure, that's good. But is that really great? And I'm starting to become frustrated because I'm realizing, wow, you know, I used to, I've, I've had periods of time when my morning routine is rock solid. And, you know, there's a there's a lot of talk right now on the perfect morning routine. Um, I'm, I'm kind of on the team where there's balance in all things. Like you shouldn't overload your morning too much where it's just like a bunch of ridiculous things that you have to do. And then, you know, two hours later after you've done your red light and your sauna and your cold plunge and your walk and your you're sunning your butthole or whatever people crazy people are doing on tiktok these days and it's like two hours go by and you've done nothing you know i'm i'm not to that extreme but i'm also i'm in i'm in the the middle where it's like you shouldn't do nothing i think having a morning routine is a great way to start your day you know set that tone set those intentions and expectations for the day i'm so on board with that uh but yeah it's like finding that balance and and i've drifted over time into kind of that area of of good of the just getting up early but not actually you know capitalizing on it and not getting ahead of my day and so now I'm starting to realize like, oh man, like if I actually got up and out of bed at 5, 5.30, whenever my alarm goes off, man, I could get so much done. You know, I could have that time to myself where I, you know, read and meditate a little bit. I, I get ready for the day. I listen to something positive and motivating and inspiring. And then I get some work done with my clients. And then I start my Chinese class at like seven, you know? So I'm starting to realize it's like, hey, even with my morning routine, it's just like that good versus great doesn't really stop there you know training a lot of times settling for good versus great like am i actually giving my all during that training session or am i you know finding excuses like oh i got tired so i stopped my set well it's like hey we don't stop the set till the job is done was the job done and got to go back and you know identify those areas where we're giving up greatness for goodness you know uh and it's it's, it's not good so that's number one is just understanding the massive disparity between good and great and the reason why there are great people out there it's because they took those small little steps that made all the difference and what's so cool about those little steps guys is that they're not crazy anyone can wake up and use their time more wisely anyone can track their macros and hit them perfectly anyone can go to the gym with intention and work harder than everyone else you know it's like it's so simple but know that there is a disparity between good and great Hey guys, I quickly wanted to remind you about a premium online coaching service available on our website at takeuncommonaction.com. Stand out from the crowd and achieve your fitness goals by joining the team. Now back to the podcast. Number two, this one's a concept I've been actually trying to put into words for a while now, and it wasn't until this morning that I watched a, a quick uh, podcast reel, and it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. So sorry, I'm like, I'm like literally thinking about it right now. I just love this. They're talking about the difference between a sofa friend and a treadmill friend. And it might not be what it sounds like at first. So so hang in there with me for a second. They're talking about how there's different friend groups out there. And if you go and, and hang out with one friend group or even even an individual friend, and you go and you hang out with them and they drain your energy. And by the time you get home, all you want to do is lay on the sofa. That's a sofa friend. 
the friend or friend group that sucks all the energy out of you. And so you have nothing left. You, you get home and you're just like, oh my gosh. And you just collapse on the sofa because you're so just drained and not in a good way. They, they soul suck. All the positive energy, gone. And this happens because sometimes when you have friends that, in my opinion, lack ambition, lack passion, lack purpose, lack conviction, it turns into these negative conversations. I mean, you all know what we're talking about here. That it's negative conversations. It's gossip. It's, oh, this is going wrong in my life. Oh, the, this like lack of ownership. Like, oh, this sucks. Oh, I lost my job. Oh, I'm not making that much money. Oh, my relationship sucks. Oh, this is going wrong with my family. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like, and, and not to say that you're not allowed to have friends that go through hard times because yeah, you are allowed to go through hard times. And yes, you're allowed to talk to your friends about it. But if that's the only thing you offer is all the negative things in your life that you've caused because of your own bad decisions and that's what you offer to the friendship, guess what? You are a sofa friend. You are draining everyone's energy. And it's the hard truth. You know, and I've had a lot of friends like this. One of my biggest, I don't know, downfalls is I think I entertain this type of person a little bit too much. I try to help and fix everyone and uh, it has led me to being drained a lot and I will always give my energy to those who need it and who I believe in and who I support and and trust but um, this goes for everyone out there sometimes you got to know your limits and if you're always sucked dry you know (laughs) have no energy left have no more positivity to give maybe it's because you're giving a little bit too much to the wrong people now let's talk about the treadmill friend treadmill friends awesome treadmill friend passionate purposeful intentional They have conviction towards something in their lives, which no one does these days. The treadmill friend, you go and hang out with the treadmill friend or the treadmill friend group and you get home and you say, holy crap, I'm ready to run through a brick wall or get on a treadmill and start sprinting. That's why it's called the treadmill friend. I love these types of people. I'm blessed to know a few of these people. And it's hard to get to this point because society, I've, I've been saying this for a while now, society is boring these days. I don't know what it is. I don't know what caused it. Society has this tendency to manipulate us and get us to just not dream anymore and not like anything and not want to pursue anything. They say, get in line, do as you're told, show up to your job, pay your bills, pay your taxes, whatever and then with the two three hours you have left just go watch netflix or something like that like whatever you ask these people like hey so like what are you into and they're like oh um i don't really like golfing and they're like that's cool like do you go golfing a lot and they're like no and it's like okay these people are boring and i want to save as many of these people as i possibly can you know that's kind of my goal um so although they're boring right now i don't believe they're inherently boring and going to be like that forever i think they just need a little bit of help okay i'm gonna say that to keep it a little bit positive right but there's nothing worse than than boring people who have no passions or purpose or anything like that we really need to start fixing that as a society but what's so cool about the treadmill friends is you go and hang out with them and bro your cup is full at the end you are just like oh my gosh i believe in myself more I am more passionate now than I was a couple hours ago. I believe and I have hope for the future more so than I did before. It's it's powerful. And you get home and you're ready to hop on the treadmill and start sprinting. Be that type of person. Be the treadmill friend. And while we're at it, maybe surround yourselves with more treadmill friends as well. There is this whole universe is run on energy. I will I, I believe in this very fully. I'll believe in this forever. It's run on energy. 
Negative energy tends to attract more negative energy. Positive energy tends to attract more positive energy. If you can surround yourself with a lot more positive than negative, chances are you're going to start leveling up in life, become a lot stronger of an individual. And like we're talking about in this whole podcast, you're probably going to become a more unstoppable force for good in the world because you're able to share that positive energy with more people. Not to say we should never exchange energy with those who need it. You know, that's that's really not what I'm saying. I, I literally dedicate a lot of my life to helping those who need it, who need that positive energy. But be careful. Once again, this is a warning. Be careful. Don't be around too much negativity. Um, and, and make sure you are also getting refueled by other people in your life, those more of those treadmill friends. So um, that one's awesome. I love that one. Don't be boring. Don't be a boring person. Have some sort of conviction about something. Like seriously, like if you don't stand for something, if you're not passionate about something, go and just try more things. Get out there a little bit more. Like take more risks in life. Do something. Anyway, I could go on. We're going to keep going though. Number three on how to become an unstoppable force for good. Don't consume million dollar information and then do nothing about it. Now we are in a really special time in the world because there is so much good information out there and it is literally available at all times and we do nothing about it, which is the crazy thing. We want to find out how to make our life a little bit better, improve the quality of our life, um, become more fit, whatever, become more successful, make more money. Um, whatever it is, you, did you know there is literally so much information out there that you could just Google and find out all of that on how to do that? But people will do nothing about it. Now, there's a few reasons why it usually has to be packaged a certain way. That's one thing that I very much dislike is you could listen to a reel. For instance, number two, the sofa friend versus treadmill friend. That's a life-changing information to me. It was such a, an insightful reel. But what happens is we will listen to 20 seconds of life-changing million dollar information and we'll say wow that was awesome we'll double click and then we will scroll on and within about five seconds we are on to some dumb video about something stupid all that information gone whatever didn't actually change anything it's because information in order to change your behavior it must be properly understood you cannot just consume information because nothing is fully understood and so your behavior will not change. You have to actually like consume it, digest it, you know, truly understand it and then start applying it and then your behavior changes and your life changes. And so I've had this situation in the last few months where people might ask me for help regarding whatever. I will give them a lot of my energy. I will give them million dollar information, million dollar ideas, million dollar whatever, conversation, things that like, could make them a million dollars someday. And then they get really excited and then do nothing. They do nothing about it. So let me ask you, where, where do you think they're going to be in a month from now? Exact same place because of their inability to take this information and freaking do something about it. Do not be like that. Please do not be like that. One thing, you know, I, I really like reading books, right? Um, one thing I really respect, Alex Hermosi, who if you don't know Alex Hermosi, you should by now. He's very big on social media. I've actually been following him since 2019 is when I started to listen to his podcast. And then he got on Instagram, I think, in 2021 or something like that. And now he's, who knows, got millions of followers, whatever. Really, really cool guy. 
And uh, he doesn't read a lot of books, but he'll read the same book like five times because it's like, hey, this is a life-changing book. This is, hey, million-dollar information, right? If I read this and say, oh, that was a cool book, wow, and then put it aside, nothing happens. But he will reread it. He'll study it. He'll actually start applying it, and then boom, <laughs> the outcome. I'm not that perfect. We're working on it. I actually do enjoy reading books, so my issue is I just want to read more books. But <laughs> it's this, it's the concept that counts. It's like if you're going to talk to a mentor or someone who is doing better than you or someone you are seeking advice from, and they give you an answer and it's a good answer, and then you do nothing about it. Absolutely blows my mind. You wasted their time, you wasted your own time, and cool, like, great conversation. You got that dopamine hit. You you imagined a better future, and you got that hit of dopamine, and then you did nothing about it. It is, it's the worst. I think what happens is, back to that dopamine, right, or whatever, you get this, like, hit of dopamine when you hear information that sounds good, right? And then it feels good, you get that dopamine hit, um, and then you move on with life. But it's like, you need to get to the point, and, and this is how I am, okay? Where you don't get that dopamine hit until you actually do something about it. Like, I could learn about starting a business all day and imagine, oh my gosh, that'd be so cool to make an impact and, and have a culture that people like. It'd be so sick, oh man, I could daydream all day, I could flood my brain with little hits of dopamine, and I that doesn't work for me. Like. When, when I think about those thoughts, I don't actually feel anything until I actually start doing it. And then, I don't know, maybe I'm at summer shredding like a few weeks ago and I see all the guys in the jerseys or I see them up on the stage. I see the smiles on their face. They tell me, quote, I, this is the best weekend I've ever had in my entire life. That is when the dopamine hits. It's not when I thought about it in 2020. It's when I did it in 2023 when the dopamine hits. So don't let that dopamine hit until you do something. When we have these conversations with these people and they're helping you and they're giving you your energy, don't ignore it, okay? Don't consume million dollar information and do nothing about it. This comes in forms of reels, conversations, mentors, whatever. Don't have shiny object syndrome. You could hear, I don't know, 10 really cool things. Pick one that could be life-changing if you did something about it and go and do something about it. And lastly, don't wait to be rescued because it doesn't matter how many conversations you have and how much good information you hear, absolutely not a single thing will happen or change until you rescue yourself and do something about it. No one is gonna knock on your door and be like, hey, I'm here to take away all your problems. I'm actually gonna do all the work for you. All you have to do is freaking sit back and relax and watch the show and boom, you're gonna have all you ever wanted in life. Absolutely not. Um, no, no one's going to come to save you. No one actually cares if you become successful or not. You only have yourself. So might as well do something about that. Take Uncommon Action. That's the name of the brand, right? Tua. That was very purposeful because I know I wanted to do something with this whole Uncommon thing. That's That's been a, a, a thing of mine. I mean, to be honest, well, 2018 roughly is when I was like, mm, Uncommon, that's a cool word. <laughs> but I actually found this tweet a few days ago from that I made from 2015 that was like, I'm sick of being average. Uh, I, I never want to be average or something along those lines. That was 2015 when I started to kind of dabble with this idea of like, huh, mediocrity sucks. You know, what if we became way more than that? And then by 2018, I was like, uncommon. In order to be, you know, not average, you got to be uncommon, right? It's that simple. Going into 2020, when 
I thought of the name Take Uncommon Action, it's because of that uncommon, that desire to be uncommon, but then realizing that nothing happens unless you take action. Almost kind of rhymes. You got to take action. You absolutely have to. And when you take uncommon action, you can be, become uncommon. And that's the whole goal here. So if we flip these three things around, so the first one, right, was the disparity between good and great. The second one was the sofa friend versus the treadmill friend. And the third one was don't consume million dollar information and do nothing about it. If we flip those backwards, right? So boom, consume million dollar information and then do something about it. And then boom, you do number two. You become a positive influence. You are the treadmill friend. You inspire people, you make people better good positive energy all the time and then lastly number one you refuse to be good and you only accept greatness if you do those three things think about that for a second you are taking action on big ideas you are positive and helping people and you only accept greatness if you do those three things the promise guys and it all comes together at the end is that you will be an unstoppable force for good now i don't know what that looks like for you for me i see my vision of what i want i'm gonna make to a massive it is going to be a big brand you can quote me on that and five years from now when Tua is a multi-million dollar company and we are helping thousands of people motivating inspiring whatever it is coaching whatever it is when we are motivating inspiring helping thousands hundreds of thousands of people you can quote me on this that's my way of being an unstoppable force for good when we have that positive influence that is literally changing lives boom that's how i'm going to do it for you i don't know what that looks like you can you can pretty much turn anything into a positive uh recently i was listening to this um what is like a podcast show thing it's it's called heart to heart it's with kevin hart he like it's basically a podcast. I think it's on Netflix, whatever. He was interviewing John Cena. I think John Cena is really cool. I don't care about wrestling at all. Like, I don't think I've ever spent five minutes watching fake wrestling in my entire life. But I really respect John Cena. I really respect The Rock because they took fake wrestling and they made something out of it. So if The Rock can use fake wrestling and become the best at it and turn that into being a Hollywood star, like one of the most followed people on Instagram, uh, you know, creating all these worldwide companies, whatever. The thing about The Rock is his influence is literally insane. He can, and he probably does, do so much good in the world. And think about where that started. It started with fake wrestling. So I don't care what you're doing out there. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you are, you like coloring kids, children's coloring books or something. I don't freaking know. <laughs> maybe you make posters or you're a photographer, you make videos or, I literally don't know anything, guys. Uh, there is some sort of way that you're going to be able to capitalize on that. You're going to be able to scale. You're going to be able to influence people and, and make a, a positive change in the world. Uh, but only, guys, only if you're going to do these three things. And at the end of the day, it's all about being uncommon. That is my ultimate message. The thing that I plan on putting my stamp on this world is the idea that if you take uncommon action, you can find the greatness that's inside of you, that's in all of us, and uh, you can make the world a better place. So that's all I got for you guys. I hope that was an okay solo sesh. Hope you enjoyed it. You just had to listen to my voice talk over and over again. No guests, but we're going to have some more guests on soon. And of course, you can follow me personally at Brady Oak Fitness on Instagram. You can see all the fun stuff going on. If you don't follow Take Uncommon Action, you should because we're going to inspire the freaking world to find and discover the greatness that's inside of them and to be uncommon. So you should definitely follow us there. 
And if you are new to this podcast or whatever you made it this far, make sure to give this podcast a review. I think it takes probably about five to 10 seconds. Say something nice. Say that you really like the sound of my voice or whatever. And uh, that's going to be a huge help. Uh, I've told the story a couple times. I'll, I'll be really brief with it. But when I launched my podcast, I immediately like I, the first episode was probably like an hour long or something like that. The, within five minutes, I had two negative reviews, like one star reviews. And it cracked me up because there's just a couple people out there that were so frustrated that I made a podcast. They're like, how dare he do something that I'm too afraid to do? I'm going to give him a one star review. <laughs> and and because of that, my my reviews suck because I got like two bad reviews and people don't usually give reviews on podcasts. So you can help out my ratio by giving this a positive review, five star it, do what you got to do. Yeah, preferably don't be like them though because that's just kind of embarrassing on their end. It kind of gives me secondhand embarrassment to be honest. But whatever, I hope they're doing okay and, and find more happiness in life. Um, that's all I got to say, guys. Stay positive. Be a positive force for good in this world. Yeah, we're going to get it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. See ya.